Yesterday we mentioned the aspect about how his predecessors looked after their time. What a great value they gave to their time. On that note, was one muhaddith, Yahya bin Ma'in, very, very great personality. So the narrator, Muhammad ibn Fadl, he is explaining that the first time that Yahya bin Ma'in came to me, he asked me immediately about a particular hadith sharif. So he wanted to hear it from me directly. He had received the hadith via somebody else. So he wanted to hear it from me directly because this was a very important thing to try and have the least amount of narrators in the chain. It strengthens the chain of narration. So he says, as soon as he asked me about it, I immediately started dictating the hadith sharif. So he said to me that I think it will be better if you read it out from your notebook because there is even more confidence that you read it out of your notebook. Not that uh, he didn't have any confidence in his memory, but it would be even better if you read it out of your notebook for me. So the notebook was not with him, it was in his house. <coughs> so the thing to learn also on this point is that he didn't feel offended in any way. That if you don't want to have any trust in my memory, then go away from me. I don't have to then tell you anything. What do you think about yourself? You are dictating to me that what I should do and what I shouldn't do. Without any hesitation, because these people's hearts weren't looking for any kind of recognition from people, any kind of name and fame, that if somebody is now not trusting his, apparently not trusting his memories or something went wrong with that, he immediately woke up to go and bring out his notebook. As soon as he woke up to leave, Yahya bin Ma'in, rahmatullahi held on to his kurta. He said, no, listen, first dictate it to me from memory. And then you can go and bring out your notebook and repeat it. And then the reason he said that, that I'm just afraid that in this short time, by the time you go and bring this notebook and come and return, it could happen either I'm gone, if I'm gone, I left with one hadith less. And maybe if you are gone, then that opportunity to hear that hadith directly from you is gone forever. Now this was the consciousness of time and the consciousness of death also. That how imminent that is. One muhaddis came to another great muhaddis and immediately he first asked him that certain hadith you related from so and so is related to me. Muhaddis related to him. After he related to him, now he has come from a long distance a great personality and immediately he first asked about this hadith without even greeting him after the person related the hadith now he greeted him he made mu'anaqa with him he made salam mu'anaqa hadith asked him that but why didn't you first greet me and then ask about the hadith he said I was just afraid that in that moment by the time the greeting is over what if either one of us pass away this was the extent of their consciousness of both death and time. That every minute is very valuable. Every moment is very valuable. So in the time that Allah Ta'ala has made available for us to be acquiring ilm, to be acquiring this knowledge of deen, this time is to be used very, very constructively, in a very productive manner. Otherwise, before a person knows it, in sitting and chatting away and in tea and whatever else, no harm in having whatever is necessary to take a few minutes of a break here and there is also in its place for the sake of refreshing oneself in order to then keep oneself occupied in what we have come for.
Otherwise, before a person knows it, the time has gone, and all that time that was wild away uselessly, and in idle things, then that time is gone forever. There will be no way to replace that. This is the time now to make the full benefit, take the full benefit of the time, and this will pay back. This time will pay back. When later we are now in need of relying on whatever we had the opportunity to learn. Allah Ta'ala give us the